Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, everyone. This is uh, Sampy. This is uh, the fun load from episode 3.40, uh, broken off into the RTU fun load just for the fun of it segment. So uh, check it out. This is the fun load. Enjoy. And uh, we'll see you next time. Oh, by the way, we talk about the pantheon of sketch comedy shows after uh, I give PJ some grief for ruining the song Hallelujah for me. Okay. See you next time. Thanks. And speaking of larger problems and symptoms, hey, let's bring the bishop back. Nice. We're bringing bishop back. <laughs> You're such a what? jerk. No. You're such a jerk. Why do you got to do it? Wait for it. Wait for it. He's just not going to be happy until he ruins the song for me. He's ruins it. Yeah, he can't ruin it. He can't ruin the song. He's still holding it. My wife walked down the aisle to this song. And can, she was a vision. Can you stop? <laughs> nice fade on that, by the way. That was an excellent fade. <laughs> nice. nice Who's your audio guy? She uh, she actually walked uh, down the aisle to a live version of that from our friend Neil Cavanaugh. A genius. Yes, a musical genius. Who, a, uh, a, a, a real musical genius. If you uh, if you want to check out folks at home, if you want to go check out a really great uh, album, go check out Neil Cavanaugh's album. You can Google Neil Cavanaugh. Short and, Flight uh, to a Distant Star, right? Short Flight to a Distant Star. It's a really really nice album. It's from a couple of years ago. Neil's a great guy, and uh, he played at my wedding. He was nice. He does not play. stink, not at all. He does not. Actually, he played Hallelujah. I think for the for the groom's people. I was drunk, so I don't even know. You it were fine. Like, <laughs> it, it was like going to a Neil Cavanaugh concert, and there just happened to be a wedding there. And the wedding right. broke out? <laughs> right. <laughs> Is that what you said the next day? I went to a Neil Cavanaugh concert last night, yeah. and, a wedding, and a wedding broke but out. You'll never guess right. what happened at the Neil Cavanaugh concert. So a wedding. An actual <laughs> wedding was officiated. It was unbelievable. He took a break between sets, and there was a cocktail hour. I don't know what happened. <laughs> They had a DJ for the break. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> so disappointing. <laughs> What's he done? Damn. Uh, we're about to lose the live feed, so uh, go to www.rtusports.com uh, to download the podcast or uh, Blog Talk Radio. You can get it there. Uh, thanks to Blue Haven, uh, again, our sponsors for this show. And uh, we're going to do the fun load, so check it out tomorrow, because uh, we may even break off the fun load nice. Break me off a little fun load action. Um, but uh, And thanks to Elwood for calling us and being a really good sport and stuff. And, uh, of course, we wish his cold well. And uh, for those of you who are on live, we will be back next week with another episode, number 3.41. Uh, now, on to the fun load. Here it comes. Comes now, coming up 
live. Calvin's making the dried out motion. <laughs> you still you still have sixty seconds, Mr. President. <laughs> Thousand points of light. Stay the course. Thousand points of light. Stay the course. <laughs> Fifteen uh. seconds, Mr. President. I, I, and then, of course, Lovitz's greatest line of all time. I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, check out the debate. Hey, I got, okay. I got a, a, I got a trivia question for you. Saturday Night Live related. Nice. And you may have heard it because it came up on one of the many podcasts that we both experience. Okay. What three? Emmy-winning writers of SNL came up with one of your favorites, The Grumpy Old Man. You know Danny Carvey's Grumpy Old Man. In my day. Of course. One of my favorite characters ever. Flippity-flew! We didn't have no fancy flame-retardant pajamas! (laughs) You went to bed and you caught fire and you were rolling around on the ground. And you said, oh, no, I'm on fire and you liked it. You loved it. Oh, that's tremendous. Um, three Emmy Award winning writers came up with Grumpy Old Man. Yeah, it was It was well, there. Dan- Dana Carvey's got to be one of them. He's not. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> and the show came to a halt. Uh, they, uh, is uh, is Al Franken one of them? He's not. Is the late Tom Davis one of them? <laughs> he is not. Louis C.K. Oh, good ballpark, but no. Never a writer on SNL, by the way. Writer on Chris Rock. Never a writer on SNL. Um, sure? Yes. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien is one. Uh, excellent. By the way, the Yankees uh, have a little something cooking here, Cal. Uh, they sure do. Two outs to share a singles, to no singles, and now you have first and second, two outs, two to one Detroit. Uh and uh, Phil Coke not getting the job done. No, and it's pouring, by the way. Oh, is it pouring there? It's pouring. pouring? What happened? You got to be home for pouring? <laughs> It, you got to bring in Valverde here, right, Cal? No, he's not, it's Benoit. If he's going to go to anybody, it's Benoit. Oh, he's, he's, okay, he's got Benoit. Uh, up. Okay, um, that's and who's uh, who's up? Raul. Uh, this would Guess be Ibanez. Guess who? So you're Raul. not going to bring in. Going to be Coke. Mister Drama himself. Coke is going to try to get him. Mister October. Raul Ibanez steps to the plate with a chance to give the Yankees the lead. In the wow. ninth, the Verlander pitches a gem. What a what a stunning turnaround this would be! What a stunning turnaround! Stunning. Uh, a future this, politics co-host Brian Stevens is probably sitting on the edge of his couch right now. He probably is. Big Yankee tab. fan. Big Yankee fan. Raspy Brian Stevens. Uh, <laughs> you can't. You got to stop calling him Raspy Brian Stevens. I'm telling is, you right though. now. Now he's going to hit you with his car. Where do you hear his voice on the RTU Politics podcast? Is it raspy? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Boy. Forget Scott, he... Muni, Scott Muni raspy or <laughs> crusty raspy? No, Br- Brian has a tone of 
perpetual exasperation. Those are my only two rasps, by the way. <laughs> That's all I have. So you got? I got Muni and I got Krusty. Those are my two rasps. That's my range. Well, and Brian's got a, a, a tremendous uh, Staten Island accent also. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, it's thick. We're going to lose the entire Midwest the minute they come on, Cal. Oh, well. <laughs> We're here to talk Yankees. <laughs> Shut up. We're going to talk politics. Shut up. <laughs> then we're going to go see Sister Shakedown. <laughs> the other two writers, Conan O'Brien, yes. Robert Smigel. Robert Smigel. I was going to say him. Can, can you want you want to try the third? You, you'll wow. love him. You'll love him. You got to go to, that's probably around 1988, 89 maybe, grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Now, what do you got? Cal, you got to Bob, oh. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. You know what? That makes, it. that makes a ton of sense. Right? Too. When you start to do the grumpy old man voice, you, don't you start hearing Bob Odenkirk now? Yep. <laughs> Many a time on Mr. Show, he did that character. <laughs> Leave me alone! It's so funny. I, I just happened to be in you know down the rabbit hole of YouTube last night, and I found myself on a skit from Mr. Show, and I don't know if you guys ever saw this one, about the uh, the intervention. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, oh, yeah. it was brilliant. Uh, it just it, blew my mind. It, it, a lot of their stuff did. Brilliant. Where do you put, let's, if we're going to rank, and we're going to, we're going to put, we're going to put uh, sketch shows all time. Okay. <sighs> So if we're, if we're going to put together an all-time, let's put the what are we putting together? An all-star team, a Hall of Fame. What are we doing? Shows or or actors on the shows? I think uh, you got to do shows. I got. I think you got to do shows first. Okay. I think you got to do shows first, and then you could do actors, right? Yeah, we got to do shows first. But are we calling it a Hall of Fame, or are we calling it like a top five? Should we top do top five pantheon? The pantheon. Okay, so the top five sketch shows of all time. You can wow. put five of them in. You only get five. Uh, is five too many? Five's no, too little. Cause, yeah, because there's been like a hundred of them. Okay. Let's put it now, this way. If, if you're trying to get into UCB, and they say, yeah, you, you can't even drop off an application until you, you've gotten these DVDs and you've watched these guys. Who are those guys? Wow. Okay, so there's our there's our qualif- there's our there's our pantheon qualifications. All right, I like it. Now let's come up with. Are we coming up with a cumulative top five? Let's come up with a cumulative top five. We're talking about people now, right? We're not talking about shows. I'm no, thinking it. I'm, I'm thinking it as as like act, active sketch troops. Yeah, like uh, I'm, okay. I'm thinking shows. Right, because you can't say the groundlings because they don't have a show. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. Second City, they don't have a show. That's just a Well, trip. they did. They had SCTV. Well, they they did, but I'm just saying. Let's do cumulative. Okay. Let's do cumulative uh, because we don't have time to do 15 shows. Okay, so show number uh, – I'm throwing Saturday Night Live there. It's got to – obviously. has to be. I mean, obviously. we all agree on that, right? Right? Can we just PJ? all agree and just go with SNL and get that out of the way? PJ, did we lose you there? It's being difficult. 
No, no, no. I just want to fight about Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Did you want to eliminate Saturday Night Live or just take it as written? No, they're in. Oh, okay. They're, they're num- they're, they're, they got to be number one. In I thought you were like, going to set aside Saturday Night Live. Yeah, like if it, like when you do Wheel of Fortune and the R S T right. L and N are all already in. That's, that's right. They're the letter E. If you get it, e. everyone wants E. So let's okay. do that. Let's put Saturday Night Live in and come yeah. up with five other ones. Oh, I like what you've done. They're grandfathered in. That's right. Yeah, okay. they, that's, yeah. yes. Um, all right. I'm gonna throw out Mr. Show. I, I think it's gotta be in the conversation. I second that. Absolutely. They had everything. They had it all. I mean, they had brilliant. They had writers. it all. They had. They they were, were sort of redefining the genre a little bit, um, as as far as how the sketches were done between the live stuff that they did in front of an audience and the tape stuff and musical numbers, musical numbers merging stuff together. You had women that were funny. Yep. Oh, that's wow. Hard to find. You just hit on a huge, huge qualifier. They had women that that could make you laugh. Yep. And look at the people on that show. I mean, that's another thing that we have to consider for the Pantheon, right? Like, who comes out of that show? And you had, you know, besides Oda Kirk and Cross, you had, you know, Tom Kenny and, 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 you know. Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins on that show. I mean, you know, what's it? Brian Posehn on that show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack Black. Goes on that show. Tenacious D goes on that show. The, tremendous, tremendous amount of people on that show. So I'm putting them in. Are we? Are we all in agreement there? I think so. Absolutely. Okay. I'm and, gonna make. Go ahead. And their stuff remains drop dead funny. Another qualification. Right. You can watch it now. Ten years later. Yeah. Ten years show. later. Like you just said, Cal. You watched the sketch the other day, and you're and you're cracking up. You know, yeah. they they also have classic sketches. They yeah. they have you know you have to have at least like five sketches to me that are like, like the uh, you know the, the heavy metal band when they go to see the kid in the hospital. Titanica. Titanica, and they pull back the oh my god the burn What's victim. The they pull back the sheet on the on Dave Cross as the burn victim, and they put the little collar. Yay! He's a French fry, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or the one collar around his neck, <laughs> studded collar. Yeah, you can wear it as a belt. It's really cool. Yay! <laughs> or the one where he tried to do the live call-in show that was taped. <laughs> oh my God, that is mind-bending. That Tremendous. is so funny. It's it's just so smart, you know. Yep. Third wheel is one of my favorites. He was a third the uh, with the song and everything they keep singing third wheel. Yeah, their stuff was really smart and their characters were really deep. Yep. I, I tonight, think that was an, an Odenkirk uh influence. Tonight we blow up the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. I'm voting for uh SCTV here. Uh which Absolutely. I I watched a lot as a, as you know, obviously in reruns. I wasn't watching it when it was on. But uh, I mean, just tremendous. Right. And every, everybody that comes out of it is—it's—it's it's on par with Saturday Night Live. It's got to be. Yeah, and they, they did it absolutely is. They did taped bits, I think, better than than SNL did up until about SNL probably into like 1983. That's when SNL started to really take off. 
with their with their pre recorded bits. Yep. That's a good call too. And you had Martin Short and you know, John Candy and Joe Flaherty and uh, again, funny women, tremendous academy. Martin, I mean, gee whiz. That's yeah. a that's just a Rick Moranis. Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. That was a really scary story. <laughs> Joe Flaherty. I loved uh, Candy's uh, Mayor Tommy Shanks. I just always <laughs> killed me. Hi, folks. I'm Mayor Tommy Shanks. <laughs> and you had, you know, Bob and Doug, you had classic characters. You had Bob and Doug McKenzie. You had, you know, Martin Short used to do Jackie Rogers Jr. on that show. You did um, Ed Grimley on that show. Ed, Ed Grimley on that show. I mean, just tremendous. Tremendous. So, no-brainer. Okay, that's two. Now it gets dicey. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you one. Yes. Kids in the Hall. I'll give them a runner-up. I'd give them, they're on the steps of the Pantheon, but they haven't gotten in. So you don't want to put them in? Well, can we kids, wait to see what else kids, we have? Yeah, you got to see who else you have, because Kids in the Hall got, was very repetitive. It was. Uh, you know, great, I, I'm uh, not sure they it, had the five seasons in them that they did. Right. The, the doctor, the doc, Dr. Ray Stad, our buddy Evan, always had a great uh, sort of theory or qualifier with kids in the hall when it came to sketch. And that was they were usually five sketches in a show. Two were tremendous. One was okay, and two were really bad. Mm-hmm. That was so, And now I don't know if that's necessarily true, but it's a pretty good generalization. I sort of found that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two two sketches I loved. One was good, and then two were like, come on, like two were awful. But Cal, you have all the qualifications. I I I'm I'm willing to put it there. Well, if we're not okay, let's let's put them on the side for now, and then let's see where you guys stand on the state. I can't do it. Not enough material. I th- I think I think the state was. I mean, they were like lightning. They were like yeah. six, six episodes of oh my god what is this and then they were where were they they were gone. I want too much I thought I want to dip my balls in it there you go that's it and I you know that too much with the twelve thirteen cast members yes well they were they were NYU you know I mean a lot of people have come out of that yeah, sure I know. a lot of, you know Tom Lennon and and Ken Marino and Michael Ian Black and Steve yeah. Wayne they. The, and the great story about I want to dip my balls in it was they were told by like MTV that they needed to come up with like a catchphrase or do something like oh. it was it was a total like snubbing your nose at MTV like this right. is how this is how stupid what you're asking us to do is right we're, <laughs> corporate we're, suits we're gonna make our catchphrase I want to dip my balls in it oh say it say it say it say it say the catchphrase <laughs> you think he'll say it. How about uh, uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus? Yeah, well, yeah obviously, obviously got to be in. Yeah, I know some people who hate them. But you know what? But love or hate, you got—they're like uh, Derek Jeter. I mean, like love or hate, you got to respect them. You got to respect them. You got to respect. I I personally love them, but you have to. If you hate them, you still have to respect how good they were at the time that they were doing it and their legacy. Yeah, who well, who? What troupe has a more successful film career? No, none of them. I none of them do. Yeah. None of them do. I mean, you can point to 
SNL is close. Yeah, you can point to movies. They're not as good as those movies, Peach, but you can point to Wayne's World. You can point to you know a couple of movies that were successful that were spinoffs of SNL. I mean, the Blues, the Blues Brothers, is an SNL movie. Yeah, well, those, you also were, gotta, those were franchise movies, though. That, that, that was an SNL thing that they just blew up larger. Monty Python would get together and write a as, movie as the same troupe and go right. with something completely new. Right. You almost said something completely different. <laughs> and now for something completely different. I don't see how that applies to Monty Python. <laughs> now, why would it? <laughs> uh, classic Minister of Silly Wall. I please the Dead Pirate sketch. They're they're more than legendary. More than. Mm. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they're an obvious one. So I think we have three real strong ones there. I'm going to put in Living Color out there. I think. I, I think I think because you have to. You have to. I would take in Living Color over Kids in the Hall. I abstain only because I didn't watch enough of it. In my entire lifetime, I think I've only seen ten shows. Okay. They were really funny. I, it was just we didn't watch it. I feel like I would take Kids in the Hall over them. You want to put it close? We, we got to wrap this up in four minutes. You want to put them both in? You want to put Mad TV in? <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. I, I, I love Mad TV. You do, don't you? Yeah, I sure do. It's very underrated. Can you tell me why? I, I always thought that Mad TV did being absurd better than SNL. SNL, every sketch had a, had a sort of focus to it, and and some Mad TV sketches were just sometimes just two people just rambling at each other for the sake of it, that it was funny. Mm-hmm. Can't, and they, yeah. they have a they have a whole sketch where, where I can't remember the, the uh, Will Sasso and uh, the other really tall cast member. The Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. Uh, the, the one the one who was earlier than Michael McDonald. The whole sketch is them interrupting each other but being polite. It, it, sir, no, sir, no. Excuse me, no, sir, sir. And they do that for five minutes, and it's a <laughs> scream. The the whole there was no point to the sketch. It was just two guys arguing over a counter or something. You know what's interesting? I always viewed Mad TV as like the impression show. Like it was like to me, a lot of it was impressions. Like I would turn on a sketch and I would see somebody doing so, like somebody doing something. But, but granted, I have the problem with Mad TV that you have with In Living Color, Peach, in that I just didn't watch enough of it. I mean, when it was coming on, I was gearing up for SNL, and I was still an SNL junkie in those days. And so eleven o'clock, I'd watch like Sports Center, and then at eleven thirty, I'd watch uh, Saturday Night Live. Yep. So uh, I have the same problem. I would put it on the same. I would put those two shows on the same place. The, the thing about In Living Color was what it also had to go through as far as you know, uh, African American comedians and and sort of getting that audience. Uh, you know, sort of honing in on that Saturday Night Live sketch audience at a time where it was very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And you had some incredibly, incredibly talented people on that show. I mean, the the, the Wayans brothers, the good ones, uh, you know, on that show. Jim Carrey on that the show. The first generation of Wayans right. brothers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wayans, Wayans brothers 1.0. Right. Jamie Foxx is on that show. Jamie, I mean, Jamie Foxx. You know, Jim Carrey's 
brilliant on that show. Brilliant. I don't care for Jamie Foxx. But, again, they had a lot of talent on that show. I, I would put those two shows... Now, what about... See, the where sketch comedy has come because of upright, uh, UCB and because of you know building off what the Groundlings was and what Improv Olympic was in L.A. Um, and all the Del Close stuff and you have uh, Amy Poehler and, and all the... You, you have Tina Fey... Uh, Colbert, Steve Carell, that second generation from Second City in Chicago. Yeah. That, you know, necessarily didn't do a show. Like, would you... They dispersed. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, you know, Reno 911, you know, is sort of a sketch show. That's the state. You know, exactly. It's, it's the people from the state. Or, uh, you know, Strangers with Candy, you know what I mean, was like... Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Amy Sedaris. Thank you, Amy Sedaris. You know, these are all sort of sketch shows that are just one long sketch. Yeah, well, they're kind of like, they feel like side projects. Right. You know, See, you know for because the longest, you, know the, um, you know the core of people can go, can turn around and right. do something completely different. I would, You know what I would do with the state? I'll throw Viva Variety in and put them together. Okay, and 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 I'll and I'll give them one show. How about the Tracy Ullman show? Oh, well, wow! We didn't even talk about Carol Burnett either, by the way. Who says I wasn't going to? I mean, we we bring up the music all the time. <laughs> we kind of owe that, don't we? We I just remember that show as a kid. I mean, I just remember that show had one thing, right? Harvey Corman. Well, I mean, it had Tim Conway, Harvey Corman, Carol Burnett, a great cast. As far as Cal's concerned, that show had Harvey Corman. Hey, you know what? The guy should have won a Best Supporting Oscar for Blazing Saddles. What about about Lyle Wagner? F him, Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. What about Ma? What's her Maud or whatever her name was? Not Maud. Yeah, Ma. Mickey Lawrence. Yeah. Sure. But they had the they had the you could laugh in the sketch and it was okay. Yeah, you know, the Jimmy Fallon rule. Like you could yeah. crack up in a sketch, and it was fine. It was part of it because they were cracking each other up. That's it. You know, so what? many of them. Tracy Ullman is a is a great call. I don't know if I got into it enough, Peach. A lot of talent there. A lot, a lot of, of talent. A lot, you know, a lot of film bits. Uh, a, a good core cast. They got repetitive Funny too. Women. Funny women, certainly. Now, is anybody going to put Flight of the Condor in there? Flight of the... Uh, Has anybody watched enough of Flight of the Condor? Concord. What did Flight, I, of, Flight of the Concord is not a sketch show, though. Flight of the Concord. Is it not? No. I no, mean, they're, a, they're a comedy team that is fleshing out this other project, basically. Right. It feels sketchy to me. It might have been sketchy, but it wasn't a sketch it's, show. It's, <laughs> it's vignette more than sketchy. It's been that's a good that's a good one. What's the difference? Well, it had a story. Each episode had a story to it. Okay. Sketches don't necessarily link, but vignettes. Right. Can. Okay, that's fair. Is that any, fair? Any any other? So, what's our five? Well, I got I got one for 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 the new guys for the younger the younger people. I really like the whitest kids you know. Ah, oh, I tried to. Oh boy, they're it. funny. I tried to watch it, Peach. I didn't like it at all. Oh yeah, old man. 
I watched it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. I just. Oh, what about is well? Are we going to put that in Vignetti, Portlandia? I like Vignetti. I like Portlandia. That's Vignetti. That's like Flight of the Concords. That's a but Portlandia is a sketch show to me. It is, but it also has a tiny through line through it, kind of like Ian uh, like Field does. But so did SCTV. I mean, if you think Key about it. Key and Peele, I like, by Key the way. Key and Peele's real, real funny. I like yeah, it. I hope they stay around. Terrible. Tremendous potential there. But, I mean, didn't SCTV have a through line? Sure, always, yeah. The station was going broke. Right. Yeah. So so I I would I would argue that you could put Portlandia not in there yet, but maybe on their way. Maybe I'm, certainly not gonna, I'm certainly not going to take Portlandia over Kids in the Hall, obviously. A Portlandia, though, I mean, what do they have besides uh, Fred Armisen and uh, what's her name? Carrie Brownstein. Is that her name? Else do, well, they else? get a lot of guests. Yeah, but what else do they need, too? I mean, it's been, from what I've seen of it, I just started watching it. From what I've seen, it's very good. It is very right. good. You know, it's kind of like a, it's a two-person with a bunch of guest stars. Right. That's know, okay. Yeah, that's not that's a troop. Right. All right, let's wrap this up, boys, because we're we're going way over. In fact, we're gonna have to we're gonna break this off and do a special RTU fun load. Break okay, it in half, gonna... dunk it in your coffee. Break it in half, dunk it in your coffee. Nice. PJ, would you take so random? The Disney show? Yes. <laughs> I hate that so much. I can't even I can't even come up with a good analogy for how much I hate that. Steve, the, there's a there's a Disney show. Oh no! It is the most. It's a sketch comedy show. Thrill thing oh, I've right. I've ever seen in my life. Well, speaking of sketch comedy shows for kids, where do we put? You can't do that on television. I didn't have cable. Wow, I wasn't that was some, clever for its time. Yeah, I wasn't some sort, but that was a sketch comedy show for kids. Absolutely. Ah. So with Cana- all that, Canadian, of course. Canadians are so far ahead of us with comedy. And you got Thompson came from all that. Now I see that I've never heard of. Keenan Thompson, Amanda Bynes. I've never heard of Keenan Thompson. Scarlet. You've never heard of Keenan Thompson. Huh? Soon to be in prison, Amanda Bynes. Keenan Thompson, Saturday Night Live. I I know who he is. Yeah, Jean Cajon. What's up with that? Ooh wee. Well, this was fun. I uh, well, this was a fun load. All right, so that's our that's our five: Mr. Show, SCTV, uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus, uh, The State slash Viva Variety, and uh, Kids in the Hall. I feel good with that. You want to go Kids in the Hall instead of In Living Color? Ooh, dude, that's racist, dude. I let's tie it. Tie it. Let's tie it. Can we give that third spot? That quota system? What's happening? Yeah. (laughs) Can we give the third spot that kids? It's a tie between Kids in the Hall, Mad TV, and In Living Color. And every other one, just as that tie for that last. Everybody wins. It's the Special Olympics. Everybody wins. Right. Right. And uh, you know what? We didn't uh, mention uh, uh, the Ben Stiller show. The short-lived Ben Stiller show. And very show good. was very good. Yep. And a lot of talent there. Andy Dick, Gene Garofalo. Uh I think Odenkirk and Cross were writers on that. I think that's how they wound up at Mr. Show. Yeah. Uh, David Cross came on pretty late, but yeah. Yep. 
so, but I can't put it in there again. Not enough, uh, not enough material. I'll tell you what. Let's kick the state and Viva Variety out. For not enough material. <laughs> and let's, let's put the state. We could do that. We can kick them out. Let's put Kids in the Hall and Living Color uh, in the last two spots. Not the band. You are not funny at all. Not very no. Very serious. Nothing funny at all. Very, very, very serious. That, that Corey Glover. Very serious. Uh, all right. I feel good about this. You guys feel good about this? Yeah, I do. I do. I feel very soft. DJ? Right. I support it. Excellent. Good. Then you'll, you'll be happy to give us the final unload. Well, I'll just tell you this. Um, I guess there's some Yankee news. But I don't think anybody's going to be talking about it tomorrow. I think all anybody's talking about tomorrow is this debate that just happened. Wow. Nice. Bombs I'm going to go watch it. Thrown. Cal, and final all. unload. Uh, my final unload is that the NHL made some progress today. The NHL owners came up with a 50-50 proposal for the players. And if they can get this done within the next week or so, we'll get a full season. I just want hockey. 50 50. Let's get back That's, on the ice. It's a complete show. Our buddy, Ke- our buddy Kevin Greenstein today, Cal, I was uh, IMing with him. It was his birthday. Happy birthday, Kevin. Um, said he, uh, it's a complete show. He does not believe it's 50 50. It was done to make the owners look good. And he does not foresee a season until January of 2014. Holy smoke! <laughs> Give it to so, us straight, uh, Kevin. What do you think? <laughs> I hope, uh, Cal, I hope you're right. Uh, my final unload is a, uh, a real simple one. A basketball team grows in Brooklyn. Will I be going? Will I be a Nets fan? I don't know. Stay tuned to this podcast because we're going to talk about it in about two weeks. That's going to be awesome. Uh, that's it for PJ uh, and Cal, my partner in crime. I'm Steve San Pietro. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to dip my balls in it. <laughs>